You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. Hey, Dream Builder. This episode is powered by Design Crowd. Design Crowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses get creative and quality designs from custom logos to business cards and even web designs. There's a community of over 900,000 designers from all across the world that's ready to bring your idea to life in as little as ours. So head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and see what all the hype is about. What's up, Dream Nation? We are back again, and we have an episode that I've been waiting to bring to you for what feels like to me is a lifetime. We have a pioneer in my eyes and somebody, if you are an aspiring entrepreneur or if you're even a seasoned entrepreneur, this is somebody that can really help take your business, your life, your impact, everything to the next level. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my friend, my mentor, Mr. Michael Gerber. Mike, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Yeah, I certainly will. Casanova, it's absolutely delightful being here. And I really want to thank you for sharing your story with me uh, before we came on um, and what you went through and where you are today and where you're going um, in the future. Um, that's a story you have to tell everybody again and again and again and again. I'm simply saying that to you because it's absolutely critical for people to understand the transformation that's occurred in your life because that transformation is available to every human being on the planet. And it's a transformation that's essential for every human being on the planet. And it's absolutely wonderful when you say dream nation. Because whether you're aware of it or not, at the heart of my philosophy, um, at the heart of the entrepreneur, at the heart of awakening the entrepreneur within every human being on the planet, is the understanding that we're born in the image of God. And if we're born in the image of God, then we're born to create. And if we're born to create, we're born to create a world fit for God. And that's what every human being is here to do. Then it becomes the question, so how does one do that? And as you know, mostly it's by accident. It's sort of this happens, that happens, this happens, that happens. And we come sucked into conditions and circumstances that shape our lives and most often move us off the stage that we were actually born to be on. And that stage is the stage of our life. Mm. And so when you think of every child being born on the stage of his or her life, they're born to create. Right. 
Now, that's what an entrepreneur does. An entrepreneur is four very distinct persons. He, she is a dreamer, a thinker, a storyteller, and a leader. The dreamer has a dream. The thinker has a vision. The storyteller has a purpose. And the leader has a mission. And we teach that now in what we call Radical You. It's the only school on the planet whose solitary purpose is to awaken the entrepreneur within every solitary individual on the planet. Because when we can do that, miraculous things occur, such as the miraculous things that have occurred with you when you told me your story. Never could have happened. Right. Impossible. And here you are. No, that's amazing. That, I, I, I'm always so blessed when, you know, I get to hear from pioneers, like I said, just like you, that, that shows the appreciation to my story. But the one thing I want to ask you is take us back to your beginning childhood, your journey, because that's what a lot of people would love to know. How Now you're a pioneer. You've written these books. But what were the things that threw you off in the beginning? What was your childhood like? Did you grow up and, and you instantly knew that you were a problem solver? Or did you grow up as someone who was maybe like a shy kid and you had to find your way? What was that like in your early ages? Well, in reality, I can't um, attribute where I am today to where I was hmm. then. Um, meaning I really can't discover the core beginning of all this. It sort of was an evolution, a process that um, happened to me. Now, when I say it happened to me, you got to understand in reality, I don't take much credit for any of it. And it's, it's as though in some way, my consciousness was created in what I call a continuous state of beginning. I was always beginning. And Mostly, I was beginning with a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. I didn't do anything spectacular ever other than I became what was considered to be a spectacular saxophone player. And I became a spectacular seller of encyclopedias. And I became, you might say, these things that occurred over the course of my life. But I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have a dream. I didn't have a vision. I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a mission. I was a wandering Jew. The best way to describe it, I was a wandering Jew all those early years of my life until one day prior to my 40th birthday, hear me, prior to my 40th birthday, my brother-in-law who owned a small advertising agency asked me if I would come visit one of his clients, a high-tech startup, because his client was having difficulty converting leads into sales. And I tell this story again and again and again, Casanova. So in one sense, um, anybody who's listening to us today might have heard me say this before, but get it anyway, because it's really critical that you mm. hear it. You're prepared for these spectacular moments that occur in our lives. Without anything on our part at all, you might say contributing to it but sort of an evolution of events that suddenly come to a critical peak point at which something spectacular occurs. 
I said to Ace, my brother-in-law, I don't know anything about business. And he said, listen, just go meet with him. I believe something's going to happen. So I said, okay, so why not? So I went to meet with Bob, the, the, the founder of this company. And Ace says, look, I'm going to take off for an hour. Guys, get to know each other. And um, Bob says to me when Ace leaves, so Michael, what do you know about my business? And I said, nothing, Bob, because I didn't. He looked a little disgruntled. We got an hour to kill with somebody who doesn't know anything about my business. He's here right. to help me convert these leads into sales. He said, well, if you don't know anything about my business, what do you know about my product? I said, less than that, Bob. So we got an hour to kill. Let's just find out why I'm here. Now, I started with the assumption I don't know anything about business. And the other assumption was because Bob owned one, he did. And I began to ask him questions. And every question I asked Bob, he gave me an anecdotal answer to, meaning he didn't really have any factual information to share with me other than something sort of like this, something sort of like that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the more I talked to Bob, the more my assumptions were violated. First of all, my first assumption that I didn't know anything about business, I discovered I did. I knew that selling is a system. I knew that because I'd learned that in selling encyclopedias. It sold encyclopedias. Right. I mastered it. I follow, you follow me. Yeah, it sold encyclopedias. Right. We didn't. We did. This is how you do it here. This is how you do it here. Memorize these words. Now say it again. Now say it again. Now say it again. Follow. You follow me. It was like a rote system. I followed that system. Just like I followed the system when my saxophone teacher told me, no, not that way, this way. No, not that way, this way. No, not that way, this way. Do it like this. Do it like this. Do it like this. That's how I learned how to play the saxophone. That's how I learned how to make music. Merle, my saxophone teacher, said, you don't make music, Michael. Music finds you. Your job is to practice so hear me, this is it. instilled in me from the age of 11. You don't make music, Michael. Fine. Music finds you. Your job is to practice. Mm. Practice what? Practice scales, practice scales, practice scales, practice scales, practice this, practice this, practice this. So effectively, I learned how to practice. And I learned how to memorize the words. And I learned how to use the system. And in the process of using the system, a truly spectacular result was mm. produced. So when I'm talking to Bob, I realized Bob didn't know that. Bob obviously never did practice the saxophone. Bob never did practice a selling system. He'd never created one, didn't even know that he had a need for one. And I simply called it out to Bob. Bob. The problem is you're hiring sales engineers. One, they're engineers, so they got to understand the product. Two, they're sales guys, so they understand how to sell. And you put together that if they know the product and they know how to sell, then we could successfully convert these leads into customers and it didn't work. So something was obviously missing in this picture. And what was missing in the picture, Bob, was a selling system. You don't have a system for doing what has to be done in order to convert those leads into customers. And Bob said to me, well, can you create that system? I said, sure, Bob. Now, I understand the guy who said, sure, Bob, truly believed, sure, Bob. Because the minute I saw it, I knew it. And the minute I knew it, I knew that I could create 
what it needed to do. Now, let me ask you this though, before, because there's a lot of people out there that they wing it. And it sounds like in the beginning, you said, I didn't know anything about business. You did know a system, but this is a whole different type of, of, of business. So how did you have the confidence to say, sure, Bob, rather than just saying, well, I, let me see what I could do, right? Because it sounds like automatically you were like, listen, I'm going to burn the boats, right? It either has to work or it has to work. Like, how did you have that confidence up front to not say, well, let me think about it? Uh, well, understand that confidence is a very strange word. You might say I had spiritual confidence. And when I say spiritual confidence, it's the confidence that says it will be. You understand? It will be. I had the confidence to pursue what I'm doing today without any knowledge about doing what I'm doing today. <laughs> I had to find it. I had the confidence that I could. In short, I had the confidence that it existed. I had the confidence that I could passionately uncover. Where did, that, where did that come from, though? Because a lot of people right now, they're trying to find that first level confidence. Did it come from your mother or your music teacher? Or I will give you that confidence. I will give you that confidence by the force of my will. Mm. I will give you that confidence just as I can give you, Casanova, the confidence that you can grow so far beyond where you are today. You have no ability to even know what that looks like other than to know in your heart of hearts the love that you experience for your grandmother, for your mother, for your spirit, for your wife, for your child, I will. And so Casanova, when you get up every day, it's I will, I will, I will, I will. And you see, I'm touching my heart I when it. I say that. I will, I will, I will, I will. I don't know how. But God has presented himself within my heart to tell me I will. I am here for a reason. And I can see that in your face. So you understand, I can see that in your yeah. face. And as I see that in your face, I know you will. Provided you provided you persist. Mm. Was persistence something that you you feel like you always had? Because that's the next level, right? We could say I will, but then we go through some roadblocks. And you being a, uh, I would say a sensei of a lot of entrepreneurs, they start out and they have this will, they have this confidence, they have this abundance mindset, but then they go through five, six, seven roadblocks. And then all of a sudden the persistence slows down. Was that something that you had to overcome or was that something that you feel like it was your innate ability as well? No, I had to overcome it. You understand, I was I, I would do this, then I would do that, then I would do this, then I would do that. I had no purpose. Mm. I had no purpose in the early years of my life. I had no purpose. And I say that um, in, in one despairing way. Uh, and another, I was a wandering Jew. So at least I was a Jew. If not a practicing Jew, I was a wandering Jew. Um, I, in some shape or form, was connected to God. On the other hand, I had no purpose. I had no true relationship with why I was here. It wasn't until that happened when I'm suddenly in a completely new life doing work I had never done before in my life based upon something that was simply a feeling in my life. 
this aha, this, oh my goodness, this is At the age of 40. Yeah, at the age of 40, going on 41. All this started then. So you got to understand, you're just a kid. I'm 84. I'm beginning a new life at 84. And I've always been beginning a new life. But each and every single time that's occurred, I have to say, Casanova, it's rooted in something that possesses me. And that spirit that possesses me is what's colored everything in my life from the very beginning to this moment in time. I can't take credit for that. I can only be awed by that. Just like you're awed by the fact that you're sitting here right now speaking to me about something that's moving you in your life from Chicago where you could just as easily been destroyed to someplace in the middle of somewhere <laughs> where something different was about that. Right. So let me, let me ask you this then. You've seen so many things over these last 45 years in terms of entrepreneurship. And I think what a, what a lot of people struggle with is they get that spirit of exactly what you're talking about. And that spirit pulls them to do many of things, right? And understanding as well, when you go deeper, that you have potentially four different types of people in you and where you started off talking. Now, how do I know which are the things that I should be prioritizing and doing right now? Versus which are the things that I should be putting on the backside? Because when you're someone like you and I, and you have passion to help people, that helping people can be on so many different levels, but you have to respect your time. What was that like for you? Did you go through a time where you were like, I feel like I'm all over the place because my spirit tells me I will help this person? Um, I will say that at a very specific point in time, when it became obvious to me that I was no longer going to be doing what I was doing, this new thing I discovered um, at my brother-in-law's ad agency, working with his clients, I realized my brother-in-law didn't get it. So I was going to go off on my own and do it by myself. A brother-in-law hired a guy to come take over from me what I was doing. Guy's name was Tom, Tom Travisano. And while Tom was watching what I was doing, he was saying to me, where are you going, Michael? Why are you leaving? And I told Tom, well, I'm going to create my own company to do this because I realize that it's not going to really happen here. Because my brother-in-law doesn't really appreciate the importance of what I'm doing. And Tom said, I want to go with you. That quick. (laughs) Yeah. And Tom did. And we created my very first business development firm called the Michael Thomas Corporation. I was Michael, he was Thomas. And in the process, when we created that, we sat down together for quite some time asking the question, so what are we here to do? So what are we here to do? So what are we here to do? So what's the reason for all this? And that's when I created my dream, my vision, my purpose, and my mission. And my dream was and is to this very day to transform the state of small business worldwide. I have a dream to transform the state of small business worldwide. I have a vision and the vision is to invent the McDonald's of small business consulting services. 
in order to realize my dream, what's it going to look like? My right. vision to transfer, to invent the McDonald's of small business consult. Why McDonald's? Because it's the most successful small business in the world. I had a purpose. And that was that every single small business owner who's called to this mindset could be as successful as a McDonald's franchisee. And I had a mission. And our mission was to invent the system, the business development system upon which my dream, my vision, and my purpose resided. So it became obvious to me, and it becomes obvious to me today, that to the degree you know what your dream is, you know what your vision is, you know what your purpose is, and you know what your mission is, you've created the platform upon which you will grow your job, your practice, your business, your enterprise. I described just now to you what I call the eightfold path. So how could I make certain that Casanova will not be distracted by this and that and this and that and this and that? Because I can absolutely assure Casanova there's a process for you to pursue, to discover your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission in life in order to create the platform upon which you will grow the rest of your life. Just like Dr. Martin Luther King said, I have right. a dream. And it all starts with the dream. Hey, Dream Builder. If you're anything like me, you have no idea how to come up with a quality logo or even a creative design. You know that quality is important, but it's not always the easiest to nail down, right? That's where Design Crowd comes in. Whether it's a logo, a website, book cover, or even a social media ad, they have a community of over 900,000 professional designers around the world ready to help solve your creative problem. Head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation to learn more. And just for being a part of the dream nation tribe, you're going to receive a special VIP offer when you sign up of up to $150 credit. Now, instead of waiting weeks for an agency to pitch you an idea, you'll be able to get a design of exactly what you need within just three days. So again, head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and check it out. It has to, but understand it doesn't always. And in fact, unfortunately, the vast majority of people on earth haven't a dream. It's not that they're not connected to the internet. It's not because they're not this, it's not that, or they're living in Chicago. Hear me. It's because they don't have a dream. So it became obvious to me that a dream is absolutely critical. And I knew that intuitively. Because I knew that intuitively, I pursued that practically. And I'm saying, and so can yeah. you. Let me. But I'm saying, so can you. So can everybody listening to us right now. And so I would invite you to join me in the dreaming room. And the dreaming room will enable you to discover your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission. So my question got- is, though, did you ever feel like you were not niched down enough? Because if you just say I target small businesses and I have this system that can help them, did you ever did you ever get feedback that like, or, or did you ever feel it in your heart that I didn't specifically target small businesses who were focused on dentistry or like contractors or anything like that, because that's a very broad and large vision, mission, purpose, and dream. Yeah. Well, you understand, had I tried to focus on dentists at the start, we would have missed it by a mile. And so the very first thing is, can I actually do what I'm setting out to, can I actually create the McDonald's of small business consulting services? Can I actually turnkey a small business consulting system that I could apply to anybody, everybody? Mm. 
And the answer is, yes, I can, because I did. And then, having been able to do that, prove that, with tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of small business owners throughout the world, millions of readers of my books. Then I focused on the very narrower niche. Up to this point in time, that narrower niche is represented. You can perhaps see them there. Um, that are, There are 20 vertical market EMIT right. books. The EMIT the Emith dentist, the Emith HVAC contractor, the Emith attorney, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And those are co-authored by individuals who have applied the Emith successfully and they're co-authoring the book on that very specific mm -hmm. subject. So now I can speak to anybody and everybody by telling them it works. Let me show you, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. And that's what we do in the book. So yeah, you're, you're, you're essentially anticipating the fact that it applies to everybody everywhere all the time. But until I had actually proven that, I follow, you follow me. Generally, um, there was no point in doing that specifically. Got it. No, I, I love it. And what I got out of that was make sure that you develop a framework first and make sure that you know what the end in mind is and figure out if the end in mind can serve all of the bigger picture of any and everybody first and foremost. But the most important thing, going back to what you said in the beginning, was the system and also creating that framework of how people will be able to you know, implement everything of what you've done. You got it. Absolutely. And so Ivan Meisner mm -hmm. introduced us, and Ivan told you that he read the E-Myth when he had two employees, and he suddenly saw, my goodness, this is the way to grow this. And Ivan applied the E-Myth, revisited resolutely to grow a worldwide mm -hmm. phenomenon. That every single one of them had to do it this way, had to do it this way, had to do it this way. His franchise produced a turnkey methodology built upon the E-Myth methodology that enabled him to replicate his success everywhere. I love it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Did you ever, over these last, let's say specifically, uh, I guess over the last 40 years, did you ever go through what a lot of people would call is imposter syndrome? Did you ever feel like this can't be real? People are reading my books and I'm getting emails, phone calls, letters to my home every single day. Did you ever go through a point to where you were like, let me just back up because it feels like the curtain's going to be pulled and they're going to say this isn't really real? No, no, no. Well, here, let me let me say yes in one way and no in another. Um, I knew what I had discovered was more than real. I knew it was, in fact, true as true could ever be. The e-myth, the whole point of view was as real as anything could possibly be. The only question that ever arose within me is, am I capable of pursuing it? Am I capable of staying the course as a mistake is made, a mistake is made, a mistake is made, a mistake is made? Am I capable of making up for what I don't know, what I'm not good at, what I can't seem to do successfully? And say, can I weather the mistakes that I make continuously in this process. So it had nothing to do with, is this mm. true? Was, mm. am I good enough to pursue that truth to ultimately produce the result that I have stated I'm here to produce to transform the state of small business worldwide, to invent the McDonald's of small business consulting services? to make it possible for every small business owner 
cold to my point of view to be as successful as a McDonald's franchisee and to invent the business development system upon which this all resided in order to grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it exponentially and infinitely from here on to the very end. Am I capable of leaving this legacy that is so critical to economic development worldwide? You understand if what I'm saying is true, I'm saying that we can transform the state of the economic reality of the world everywhere, everywhere. Now, understand when I say that, how big right. that is. I do. You understand? We can transform Chicago. We can transform Baltimore. We can transform the chaos that exists everywhere economically, but not only economically, spiritually, because the economics of it are truly contingent upon the spirituality of it, the wisdom of it, the presence of it, the relationships within it. That's how big this is. Now, I'm capable of seeing that and saying that. But then it's, am I capable of doing that? And then so many other contingencies come in. So I know that I'm not. But I also know I'm determined to figure out how. Despite my inadequacies, despite the problems this old Jew has, despite all that, I know, absolutely know, as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you, Casanova, just like I know you can, I know I can, I know right. we can, I know it will, but you got to make up your mind to it. Where there's a will, there's a way. I got it. You got it? I got it. It's all about the mindset. It definitely is. For you, talk to me. You've said, you said transformations, right? Chicago, Baltimore. You've transformed businesses all across the world. Do you have a favorite transformation story? As you look back on what you've been able to accomplish these last 40 years, do you have one story that you're going to be on the beach one day and you're going to say, wow. Like that, that one is one for the ages. Or maybe it's one that you're already laughing about. Yeah, it's mm. my story. <laughs> it's my story. So if I were to share with you the, 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 the legion of mistakes I've made in my life, you'd say the man doesn't stand a chance. It's just not possible. So yeah, can my you give story. us one example of a big mistake that you that you thought that it was almost you weren't going to come back from? Well, of course, I trusted Tom. Mm. I trusted Tom with the money. I never should have done that. It almost put us out of business. I trusted my business development systems guy. It almost put us out of business. I trusted my sales manager. It almost put us out of business. I trusted my marriage. It almost put us out of business. I trusted my relationship with you follow me. It almost put us out of business. So effectively, it's one of the great gaps in my consciousness. I'm too willing to trust. But isn't trust required in all forms of business and relationships? It raises the question, and Michael, when you say you're too willing to trust, so what's missing in this picture? The question, what's missing in this picture, is the critical defining moment where you come to look at the word trust and what does trust really constitute? In other words, how can we 
create intelligent trust as opposed to blithering idiot trust. I have been a blithering idiot in my trust simply because I didn't want to have to focus my attention on stuff I wasn't interested in. I needed to be interested in it. And if I couldn't develop the interest in me for it, I had to develop a method, a system through which that interest was honored. So in other words, there's a path through which every single one of us have to go. And you discover in the process what you're willing to do and what you're not. You will discover, Casanova, I'll absolutely guarantee you what you're willing to do and what you're not. You'll discover where you're weak and where you're strong. You'll discover how much you avoid the weak and focus your attention on the strong. I'm really good at this. I hate that. I'm really good at this. I hate that. I'm really good at this. I hate that. I just won't do that. I'll do this. In fact, we're even told by our teachers, focus on what you're really good at. Forget about what you're not. I'm telling you, that's the stupidest thing anybody ever told anybody. It's focus on what you're not good at. Because therein resides the opportunity. What you're good at is automatic. What you're stupid at is equally automatic. But you understand the devastation comes from what you're stupid mm. at. So it doesn't mean become better at that, what you're stupid at. It means account for what you're stupid at. Not by simply trusting someone else to do it but by inventing a system that will make certain it's done. Hmm. So walk it. And there resides the opportunity. No, I, so walk me through what does, what, like, what's a system? Because somebody who's listening at this right now, they say, okay, that sounds really good. Develop a system. But let's even say for like accounting, right? I'm not good at accounting. I don't like looking at the books. What's a quick like system or at least something that I could be thinking about to create a system that can help me because I, that's what someone's thinking right now. What's something to be able to give them practical, you know, advice on this? Well, here, let's not rush to practical advice because, and then it needs to be more practical and more practical and more. We end up talking about nothing. <laughs> but I'm not going to teach you what you need to know in order to, in order to, in order to. I'm simply saying, if I can help you to take in this message that I just shared with you, I have just completely altered your life. Hear me, every single person listening to us right now, I have just completely altered your life because I was completely vulnerable in sharing my weakness with you. To understand, I didn't then set out to become strong I didn't set out to become really fascinated with becoming better at these things. I didn't go into a personal growth seminar with Tony Robbins that told me I'm going to be the king of the world. I'm telling you that I learned the only way, in fact, to make up for that deficit would be to create an intelligent system that I could put into the hands of ordinary people in order to produce the results that needed to be produced throughout my enterprise in order for me to successfully realize my dream, my vision, my purpose, and my mm -hmm. mission. I also told you, if you don't have a dream, you don't have a vision, you don't have a purpose, you don't have a mission, I don't care what in the world you do, it will fail. I hear you there. Without a dream, without a vision, without a purpose, without a mission, you will never create a platform upon which to grow your life. 
in order to pursue something bigger than you. Well, hopefully. And that's right. I was going to say, well, hopefully everybody's listening to this. We're part of Dream Nation. So we better at least have a dream. Now we just got to put, you know, the system in place. But I think, again, reading your book is going to help you to at least have some type of a clarity to where you feel like you're miles ahead. I know it did for me. So it was phenomenal. Now, well, you got now, let me ask you, and, and I know this has been such a valuable conversation. One of the things I want to ask you is there's somebody out there that's right now that's loving where you are, how much value that you've given over the last 40 years and definitely over the last 40 minutes. But they look at your story and they say, okay, he's so much wiser than where he started. But if there was one thing that he wished that he would have changed or that he wished that he would have implemented sooner to accelerate his path on his journey, right, into where you are today, what would that one thing be? That one thing would have been to understand how to create a dream, how to create a vision, how to create a purpose, and how to create a mission in order to set the benchmarks for who I am and what I'm going to do in order to make it possible for me to oversee what I'm about to do in order to work on it, not just in it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. The clarity of that, were I capable of creating the clarity of that at the very beginning, it would have saved me a long, long, long path of mistake after mistake after mistake. But you understand at the same time, I had to make those mistakes. Because until I made those mistakes in the context of my dream, my vision, my purpose, and my mission, um, I couldn't have learned anything. So what I'm sharing with you is something I've learned is the outcome of this path I've been on, what I call this eightfold path. I have a dream, a vision, a purpose, a mission, a job, a practice, a business, an enterprise. It's an eightfold path to grow from a company of one to a company of 1,000. It's a process. So now I can offer everybody listening to you right now that process. And because I can do that, and because I can do that in a way that every single one of them can afford to do that, now I can say to you at the age of 84, now you don't have to make the same mistakes I've had to make. You can break through this impasse that exists in front of you in Chicago, in Baltimore, in Indianapolis, in Los Angeles, in Phoenix. I don't give a shit where you live or what the conditions are where you live. You can rise above the conditions you were born into. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing that is. You can do yeah. that. And all you got to do is to reach out to me at Michael at MichaelEGerber.com, Michael at MichaelEGerber.com, and I swear, boom, you'll be in the dreaming room and we can make something happen that is so far beyond anything you can even imagine right now. Just like Casanova. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely strong, I stand behind that. That's a very strong CTA. For anybody that's listening, what's next for you? I'm very curious. I mean, you've done so much, so many phenomenal things and helped so many people transform their lives because of their businesses and having systems. Over these next 15, 20 years, right? What's the next thing that you're looking for? Is there anything that's coming up the pipeline that you're excited about, you're living for? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what's next is we're going to now do what we set out creating the foundation for. We're literally going to transform economic development worldwide. We are literally going to transform the state of economic development worldwide. And that means economic development by awakening the entrepreneur, the creator within every human being who says, Michael, I need to learn that. I need to get that. I need to do that. I need to be that. Help me. Help me, help me. I'm now here to help every single person on the planet in every single country in the world suffering from whatever the hell they're suffering from. And I'm saying it is universally, verifiably, pragmatically 
spiritually possible for every human being to rise above your conditions and circumstances in life. Absolutely right now. Think about that. Absolutely right now. To grow a company of one, that's what every human being is. Every human being is a company of one because every human being leads an economic life. I'm saying that every human being can go from a company of one to a company of 1,000 by following a path. I have a dream. I have a vision. I have a purpose. I have a mission. I have a job. I've got a practice. I've got a business. I've got an enterprise. This is how you do it. 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 Are you kidding me? How can, how can anybody right? say no to that? That's what, that's what I'm setting out to do right now. Right now. It's the first day of the rest of my life. That's what I'm setting out to do right now. And Casanova, I'll do that with you. I'll do that with every single person you bring to it. And we'll blow, we'll it, blow away. it away. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited about this. You got me excited. That's what I tell you without question. And I, and I love that you said that's what I am. Not that not I'm trying, right? That's what I am doing. And I know in the end, that's what I will do which is what I've taken away from this, right? Those are two powerful words uh, that I want to make sure that I instill not only in me and everyone listening, but also I instill that into my son, my daughter, and uh, every day, you know, I am, I will, right? I, this is who I am and this is what I will do. So thank you. That has definitely been eye-opening. But we'll just go ahead and we'll end it on that. Uh, remember Dream Nation, just as he said, you have to take action on that dream because otherwise that dream that you have will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.